0: name is not Dr. Google. I'm Dr. V. I want you to be healthy and happy. So we're going to talk about all the things I can't fit into a 15-minute appointment. Let's get started. Step into my office. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. I'm your host, Dr. V. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining in and listening to our podcast today. If you are new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, grab a seat. You're going to have lots of good information. Uh, Don't forget to look at all of our other episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Office Visits with Dr. V. Uh, If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to uh, leave us a review. Give us a rating, a five, of course. Give us some good comments and share this information. Share this this podcast with others. So other people can be empowered by all of the great um, information that we're providing here. So today, oh man, this is uh, a huge topic, a huge topic that I think when most people think about getting healthy, this is one of the top two things that they are, they're thinking about when they're um, looking into making a change. And we're going to be talking to one of my favorite nutrition coaches. She's a functional nutrition uh, nutritionist, no nutrition coach. Let me say it right. I know y'all, she gon- she's gonna clean it up for me, but her name is uh, Naya Joseph. Welcome Miss Naya. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. It's definitely an honor. And she, Naya is, oh my goodness, we go way back, and I talk about how far back, but we have just kind of uh, reunited and w- rekindled under this health and wellness mantle, and she has created Simplified Wellness Incorporated, and she has so many offerings that pair with what I am trying to create in the world. So I'm so glad we have an opportunity to get this one out in the airway. So hello, Ms. Naya. Hello, Dr. B. I am wonderful. Excited just to share and to chat it up, really. To chat it up. Awesome. Awesome. I I can't wait for you to share all the knowledge that you have. I'm going to do something that we don't normally do. I know that people are going to want to reach out to you after they listen to this episode. So how can people get in contact with you? I am at Nayamka underscore Joseph on both IG and Facebook at Nayamka N-A-N-Y-A-M-K-A- underscore Joseph J-O-S-E-P-H on both IG and Facebook. Okay, did y'all get it? I was getting ready to tell her to chat at Nyamka. I'm like <laughs> I know. <laughs> she spent it out though. She she knows. She knows. So I'm I'm just gonna tell y'all brief briefly how um Naya and I met And I want you to just kind of give us a background, because when I say you are a jack of all trades, like literally you have have done some of everything. And I think it's kind of culminating into what you've created now. But our husbands are really, really good friends. And I met Naya in New Orleans. And I just have to say this because it just meant the world for me on my wedding day. September 4th, I came in with a dress that I bought. I think it was three hundred dollars. And I came in with this little strapless uh, dress. I thought I was cute, nothing fancy. And I had, I had, I think, a pair of pearl earrings. This woman glammed me out and put this jewelry that she made that was gorgeous. She had decorated the church. I mean, literally, y'all, we just said we come into the wedding. I mean, we get mad on this day if you want to come show up. Literally, that's what we did. But she had decorated. She, She made me look beautiful. And I did not ask her to do it. And so that was the spirit out of which, you know, I will be forever grateful. That shows your heart. So give us a little bit about your background. Because when I kind of got into you, you were making jewelry. But you had a whole nother life before that. How did you get started? So I started... I guess my, my, so I went, I've done a lot of different things. And sometimes I feel schizophrenic, honestly, because of all the different things that I've touched, the things that I've done. But I am a lover of encouraging and helping and exhorting people, which brings me into so many diverse opportunities and rooms. So out of college, I actually worked in pharmaceutical sales for J&J for several years. When I left J&J, I actually left and that's when I had the uh, jewelry design company and I partnered with uh, another young lady and we had a little boutique on Magazine Street um, that I helped her set up and run and all those things. So we did that for about a year before Katrina and then Katrina hit. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I left. But I think when we met, I was actually still, I didn't leave Pharma until 2004, I think the beginning of the year, and Katrina hit 2005. Yep. You. So, mm-hmm. so we were still, in, I was still working in Pharma when we met. Yeah. So you might be wondering, I, I like for people to know our guests and know how they got started, just so you know who you are listening to. So tell us about your journey into... So you did Big Pharma, you did jewelry. How the heck did you get into nutrition? I've always had a passion for nutrition. I actually became vegetarian in high school. After doing some research, I must have been working on a project and I found out I had a slaughtered meat and it just turned me off. And so that was the first time I became a vegetarian. And then over the years, I've just always had this interest. In health and wellness, I would share different things. I had created a journal, you know, a fitness journal for myself with different confirmation or affirmations that I would say, and I always love food. I love pretty food and I like to feel good um, about what I'm eating and putting in my body. And so over the years, I guess now that I am where I am, when I look back, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. When I look back, I see the moments that have led me or the, those, those stops along the way that have led me to where I am today. I think the biggest transformation or the biggest point for me is when I was trying to get pregnant. My husband and I had tried for many years. I suffered with polycystic over syndrome since I was a young child. I n- rarely had cycles menstrual cycles Uh, it was not until I changed my diet at 35 years old that and I was completely vegan then that I was able to begin to ovulate my body started functioning well and I conceived for the first time wow 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 so what year was that 2000 probably 2008 I got pregnant 2009 had my son at the end of 2009 Wow. So that's really well before this whole plant-based movement. Yes. You were way ahead of the curve. And so what exactly did you do when you say I changed what I ate? What did that look like? I only ate fruit, vegetables. I was really vegan, so I did not have any animal products at all in my diet at that time. Now, I'll tell you, right after that, when I was pregnant, I must have been three or four months pregnant. I was craving food and I had, I I stopped being vegan at that point (laughs) once I got pregnant. But for that year prior to, I was just eating fruits, vegetables, mainly salads. I guess if I went back to my journals from back then, I can give you a full meal plan, but it was it was no animal products at all at that time, so now this is you know folks that are listening um may have experienced or living with p c o some people mm-hmm. call it pcos, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now you said you 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 had it ever since you were a young child. At any point did anyone in the medical profession refer you to a nutritionist to tell you how to eat better not at all, and in fact. I stumbled upon it. It it wasn't, I noticed the changes in my body and I was like, God, I have never been regular. In fact, I never had a regular cycle, none through high school. If I would have one a year, that was a lot. Wow. In my 20s, my early 20s, very rarely. And then once I changed my diet, all of a sudden I started cycling regularly. Wow. Wow. And now, you know, I'm an OBGYN, so I can't say that one of the the interventions that I was trained to use was nutrition. (laughs) Now, I do test for insulin resistance, which PCOS is an endocrine condition, so it's really complicated. But insulin resistance is one of the characteristics. And when you see insulin resistance, then yes, you can I would usually refer someone to the nutritionist for for prediabetes or diabetes, which was diagnosed when you're trying to figure out why someone's not ovulating. How has that impacted what you do for your clients as a functional nutrition coach?
1: I believe it helps me know that for most issues,
0: if you are putting the right things in your body, you can change your situation. You can change your health by nourishing your body properly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I I hold on to that. I I hold on. I hold fast to that. I instruct and share that with anybody. I come into contact, my clients the people in the Fit Tribe that I run on Facebook, that's what I share. That's what I believe. And I'm not saying that there are conditions that you don't need medicine for, but I honestly believe that God created us in such a beautiful way that he did not forget or he didn't overlook that this challenge will come up or that challenge will come up. And I believe he created us in such a way that our bodies are meant to heal themselves. If we are giving it what it needs in order to function at its highest level. Right. Right. I'm going to give a shout out to her name is uh, Rochelle T. Park. She says, if you give your body, if you give your body, what it needs to thrive, it will. Uh, I think, you know, I'm definitely a believer in God, but even if you're not, I mean, I remember in medical school at the cellular level and beyond, there's so many safeguards and the body can fix itself and heal itself. And if we kind of help it, give it the right building blocks, then we will not derail the processes that are already there uh, and foundational. So if for people listening. How they want to eat right? They know they need to eat better. They know they need to put better things in their body. How do they go about getting started? What are some of the first things you think that they should do to improve their nutrition? First thing I tell my clients is to eliminate highly processed foods. Hmm. that is that is what causes many are are the You know, our consumption of highly processed foods lead us to disease pretty much. I mean, if that's what we're eating all the time, it causes inflammation over a long period of time and inflammation, of course, then leads you down that pathway to disease. So if you can just start with eliminating highly processed foods, that's definitely the the first step, but it takes a process. I mean, it's a process. It is a process. I need you to break that down. Somebody's eating chips right now. And they're like, is this highly mm-hmm. processed? Mm-hmm. So, so, so what, is, what exactly is highly processed? And is there a difference from just processed versus highly processed? I say, if you can fill your diet with 75% whole foods, that means if you look at the label, because today, and I'm sorry for jumping around, but in our world, 80 to 90% of our foods is processed, right? It's been touched by something. So, you know, if you look at the back of the label and it has more than three to five ingredients and that list goes on and there's a list of things that you can't read, you can't pronounce on it, those are highly processed things. And I would start, and I actually just sent this to one of my clients. I will start by identifying your favorite two to three every week and say okay i love these things what can i replace it Mm -hmm. so i love uh doritos (laughs) what can i replace doritos with and it may not be that it's not processed that processed at all but maybe it's a blue corn chip instead and then you allow your palate to adjust to the the things that you're replacing, and then you keep on cleaning out your pantry again. You go through those rounds. You go through round one, round two, round three, until you've gotten yourself to a place where you feel good about the foods that you have replaced and you're satisfied. I'm not saying, you know, not to eat the things that you don't, that you desire to eat, because I think that long term, that's difficult. It is. You're going to crave those things and then you're going to fall off the wagon and then you're going to deal with the guilt, the food guilt, which is a whole nother. Come on. Come, on. <laughs> Come on. Just a whole nother thing. And then you're on this cycle of on and off. Can't figure it out. You're frustrated and, you know, you're ready to give up. Right. That's, that's so. it, exactly. How did
1: you know that? Because i been there. I ain't talking about stuff I ain't been through. <laughs> hey, man. I'm like, how she know what happened
0: uh, this past week? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> that, and and I, you, for you all listening, I know. I know you can relate to that. I know you even, even if you're at a place now where you've gotten it right. When you started, your journey probably looked something like what what she just said. So I just want to clarify what you said. So highly processed, and we're using Doritos as an example, because people know what that is. But we have a, a tortilla chip with things in the ingredient list that we don't understand. But mm-hmm. maybe we can swap that out with a less processed, where it's a blue corn chip, and maybe it has five ingredients. So they're both still in a box or in a bag. They're both still processed. Yes. One has ingredients that you know what they are. Yes. And th- absolutely. And you think about like the red number fives, all of those big things that you see in Doritos that you should, that those are things that are just detrimental. And I will, I'm actually in the process of putting together a list of just the things that you should not consume at all, if you can avoid it. Oh, like the things you can avoid at all costs, like when you're looking at your list, you're looking at the, your labels, just a list of things that you should just avoid at all costs. So once I have that, I'll definitely share it. Can you give us three, a little teaser? Just give us three, if you can, at the, off the top of your head. So all the dyes, the red, the blue, the yellow, you know, those, those things. The oil. So you want to stay clear of, I think, the canola oil. And... You know, I think those are the only, I'm in the process of doing it. So give me a second okay, so that I can flip it. It's okay that. to be transparent. It is yep. okay. Yeah. Uh, because there are all these different oils now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost like a, they create a new one every day to kind of, okay, well, this one was good. And now it's bad. Now this one's okay. Yeah. Watching the oils. I know I've gotten my kids on. High fructose corn syrup. Like, yep, the sugars. Just got to leave that alone. And I, not to shout out any of our dollars, dollar stores. And not to shout out any of our dollar stores, but if you go in there, you know, it's it's affordable, very affordable for a reason. And a lot of those, especially their sweets, have high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have grown to, to watch for, is monosodium glutamate, also known as MSG. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yes. that's, that's one of the, the big ones that I try to avoid. Okay, so we said at the beginning, I asked you, what's one thing that you would say to kind of help folks get on this journey? And you said eliminate highly processed foods. What's, what's another thing that you um, recommend? Reduce sugar, salt. And your diet. Mm. So we should, you know, make sure that I say when you're cooking, don't add the salt, add the salt to your plate. So you can just put a pinch and you control it that way. Yes. And there are so many different sugar substitutes. Again, you have it takes time to change your palate, but you can get to a place where you don't need to add have any added sugars. You really can. Date is, dates are my favorite sugar substitutes, both in a dry dehydrated form for dry dates, as well as the whole dates. So those are my favorites. And and you say I, I like the way you say that. Eliminate sugar and salt. But oh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, no, she's just saying eliminate. <laughs> yes, yeah, Dr. V said eliminate. Miss Naya said
1: reduced
0: reduces better Mm -hmm. it's more manageable it's it's still manageable it's so Mm -hmm. hard though because i remember i think i tell this story all the time i was on a detox and i i was eliminating sugar i went to i think three grocery stores trying to find a salad dressing with no sugar i finally found one bottle of salad dressing at Whole Foods, and this was mm-hmm. this was probably over five years ago. Mm-hmm. I only
1: found
0: one salad dressing without sugar. So, you know, talk to us about you know how do you go about reducing reducing sugar in your diet? Uh, slowly, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> it, it could start with you know if depending on how much sugar you eat. Can you pause for one second? I'm so sorry.
1: My husband is reaching out to me. Absolutely. Y'all riding the bikes? Okay. So I say slowly. You, You change it slowly depending on
0: how much sugar you currently consume. So let's say in your coffee in the morning, you put three tablespoons of sugar, start by putting two for a week or so. Then go to one and see how that goes. And then maybe switch it over to a date sugar or, uh, you know, I don't, I honestly, personally don't do a lot of recommendations outside of date sugar. There is the, The sugar in the raw, I think that's a little bit better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My husband uses that sometimes, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's the coconut palm. The coconut sugar is another one. Right, right. That's a good uh, substitute. So then you can start trying some of these other substitutes. I I don't do the artificial sugars like the stevia mm-hmm. and all of those things. Right. I stay away from those things because, again, that goes back to the highly processed stuff. Right. Right. So and all the things that are um, associated with using or eating or consuming highly processed items. Gotcha. So that's how I would do. I would start with just reducing what you currently consume and then start trying in the other sugars now here's what happens when you reduce the amount of sugar over time things that you used to eat that was really sweet you're gonna notice the difference right right and it's gonna be like ooh, that's really sweet mm-hmm. uh, versus you know, what you used to it wasn't sweet enough. So you're probably piling more in. But the more that you reduce or you you take in less, your body then adjusts and say, OK, I don't need as much as I thought I needed. Absolutely. Your taste buds change.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember
0: when I first went uh, plant based, <laughs> like they were saying, eat a bowl of fruit for dessert. And I was like, that ain't no dessert. But then it's like when you get into the plant based lifestyle and, and you're eating, you're cutting out the sugar. Even the fruit that Mm -hmm. is naturally sweet tastes even sweeter. So definitely you can't lose by reducing the sugar. I think you do a lot of good work around mindset and just kind of your getting your mind right to. To accepting this new lifestyle, this new change, help help us. Help us figure out if if there's something we need to change in our thinking, and I'm sure there probably is. And how do we go about really kind
1: of rethinking about how we approach what we put in our bodies? So I think that. Oftentimes, I find
0: my clients have guilt about what they eat. They feel bad about what they've eaten. And then when they make the mistake, quote unquote, it starts a snowball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And instead of just saying, okay, I made a mistake today and that's okay. And I can get up tomorrow and do something different. Or allowing yourself to enjoy what you're eating. This is not, for me, it's not about not including the things you love in your diet. This is about taking the things that you love and finding great substitutes so that you can still enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And I think that When you have a whole bunch of guilt around what you eat, my clients chronically under-eat because they're afraid. I don't even know what to eat, so I'm not going to eat. And guess what? That is equally as detrimental to your success because if you under-eat, then your body is going to hold on to everything that you do give it. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to lose weight because your metabolism is going to slow down because your body's holding on to all that stuff thinking she's not going to feed me. She's going to ignore my cues, so on and so forth. So changing the mindset about your relationship with food. Food is to nourish your body, right? It is to give your body what it needs to yeah. function at the most optimal level. Got it. And everything else, you know, the taste, the taste. It's okay. You you know you don't have to enjoy every single meal. You should enjoy some, <laughs> but you don't well, have don't to enjoy it every. Everything doesn't have to be like mm, yeah. We mm, mm. should have some of those moments, but no, all of them don't have to be that way. You know um, she that she, they don't all have to be those moments. Don't sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like you know what. I am craving salad because I know I've eaten junk for the last three days and I need that for my body to function at its most optimal level, wow. right? I, that's what I need to give my body at this moment. You know, there's there's a reason when we get sick, we crave citrus or oranges and soup chicken noodle soup right our body automatically craves that you know why because in those foods in those recipes is what my body needs to heal itself wow wow so some people haven't heard a thing that their body's trying to tell them (laughs) no because we ignore all the cues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we ignore all the cues and that's what i find with with my clients who chronically under eat they're ignoring the cues their body telling the body's telling them they're hungry And they're ignoring it. So, you know, how does your body tell you that or well, what are some of the cues that our body will uh, tell us that we might be missing? So I think that sometimes, you know, what I'm talking about specifically, your stomach starts growling and you don't feed it Mm. over time. If your body gets a cue like I my stomach is growling and I ignore it eventually, guess what happens? It stops rallying. It stops saying, giving you the hunger system that it's time to eat or the hunger signal that it's time to eat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And those are people who say, oh, I don't get hungry until around two. Well, because when you when write it was telling you at nine o'clock and at 10 o'clock that you were hungry, you never fed it. Wow. And so I promise you, if you eat on a schedule, You will get those hunger cues on that schedule. You retrain your body. You train your body not to give you a signal until the end of the day if you're not eating until the evening. Wow. Wow. So that, I mean, it's literally hey, I'm hungry. My stomach is growling. I don't have time to eat right now. So I'm going to ignore it. And then your body just gets accustomed to that. As you were speaking, I just had an image of a baby crying. To let us know it either needs to eat, it needs to be changed, or it wants to be held, something, and mm-hmm. we would not ignore that baby. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you know, and I say this p- particularly about women, but you know, we we do things for our children that we just won't do for ourselves. We would never ignore our child's for hunger.
1: We wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. Like I'm working and got patients lined up. I, I've done it. And so I know it happens. But yeah, we definitely, we definitely have to do better about that for sure. Lastly, I'll just end with this because I'm really kind of, I really, when you talk about mindset, I want people to get out of this idea that my life is going to be transformed overnight that that is a setup that oh yeah that's falling for the okie doke so just to kind of wrap up this episode when we talk about implementing some of the changes that you have recommend I know it's not going to be overnight it's going to take a while tell us some of the things that we can do as we go along this journey to kind of stay engaged and to stay encouraged so I think, number one, you've got to give yourself grace. Mm. You have to give yourself grace for the journey. You didn't get to the place that you are in a week or two weeks, a month. And the amount of time that it took for you to pack on the pounds or to mm. develop the habits that you have as far as your eating habits it's going to take equally as much time to undo all of that. And so you have to have to give yourself grace grace for the journey. I think that, and what comes to mind when I say that is, if you go in the wrong direction, if you're traveling on a trip, you go in the wrong direction for two miles, guess what? You've got to go back through those two miles in order to get back to the right place to go in the right direction. Oh my gosh, I just got a visual. Whoa, that's deep, Naya. Yeah, that's and that's what, it, that's, that's what creating a healthy lifestyle is like. You've got to go back through all of the junk that you, you did in that two-mile journey. you got to come back the same way. You can't avoid it. You can't skip over it. it. You know, you have to do it. And you've got to give yourself grace to do it. This journey is not perfect. You're going to have good days and bad days. And I heard you say earlier that, you know, once you get it, but even when you get it, (laughs) you're going to still have good days and bad days, right? That is part of the journey. So expect that so that you'll know how to handle it when it comes up. I think the other thing is that you, so give yourself grace for the journey. Expect that you're going to have good and bad days. The other thing is to have accountability. Yes. have somebody that you can talk to, some, a buddy that's going along the same route as you, somebody you can share with, somebody to cheer you on. You have to have accountability. You know? So join a team, find a friend, buddy systems work Yes, long-term. And
1: then the last thing I would say is, it's going to come back to me. It'll come back. There's something else that I was going to say, but it'll come back. If it needs to come back,
0: (laughs) I will put it in your heart Yes, and it will come back. So if it comes back, we'll just cut that back in. But is there anything else that you want to share and leave with our listeners? I think that you're trying to figure out what the last one you wanted to share.
1: So, no, no,
0: no. I was just, I was processing your question. I'm sorry. And uh, I think I just want to leave you with, you know, I want to leave the listeners knowing that no matter where you are today, as long as you keep on getting up, you can change your tomorrow. As long as you keep on working at it, Mm -hmm. you can change. It took me three years to lose over 50 pounds. Well, it did take me three years. So let me back up. Let me correct myself. It took me three years to get to a place where I got off of the 10 pounds up, 10 pounds down, 10 pounds up, 10 pounds down after losing the 50 pounds. I now can manage my weight with my diet primarily within five pounds. I know when I'm up five pounds, what I need to do to change it. But it took me three years to get to that place. Wow. And I've been at this thing for a lifetime. I think I'm much more intentional. So no matter where you are, I say educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find out what works for you. Because this journey, it's so personalized and so individual that what worked for one person may be a little bit different because you are different. You are unique. Your taste and desires are unique and different. So be okay and embrace what works for you and be willing to go through the discovery process to figure that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That. Thank you for your transparency. I will just let you all know that Naya is not in her 20s. <laughs> I, hope hope you don't, you don't. I hope you don't mind me saying you're in your 40s. So, <laughs> I'm you know, almost 50. Almost 50 and looks good. <laughs> yeah, she looks amazing. And so, you know, when she says I did this, she didn't do it when she was in her 20s. She did it when she mm-hmm. was in her 40s. Mm-hmm. And, and some people are holding on to this belief that I can't change or it's going to be impossible to lose weight in my 40s, especially when you get perimenopausal and postmenopausal.
1: And, and,
0: what, and, I do. and then she is. So, mm-hmm. so what we eat, how we move, all of these things, if we just change them, you can definitely, you can see results. So Naya, I thank you so, so very much uh, for joining us. And you guys, we're we're on Zoom. She's uh, in Georgia. I'm in North Carolina. I wish you could see her face as she's pondering the questions. As she and maybe I, I think you'll be able to feel to feel her passion. She believes this, and she wants she wants her clients. She wants us to live a better life. And uh, I just encourage you, Naya. Can you just tell us again uh, how we can get in touch with you? And just a little bit of information about all of the offerings you have, like your meal plans and your groups, et cetera. So again, you can find me on IG and Facebook at Nayamka underscore Joseph. That's N-A-N-Y-A-M-K-A underscore Joseph, G-O-S-E-P-H. That's where you find me. We have a number of offerings. You can also find me at www.simplified-wellness.com. That is my website, and on your on my website, you will find Meals Made Simple, which is a weekly meal planning service to inspire you to eat well. And it is only right now a dollar. Per week, that's $52 for the full year. So you get weekly meal plan inspirations every week. It comes with the meal plan, grocery list, and the recipe. We also do one on one coaching, have limited space there. And we are actually working on putting together a couple of group coaching sessions. I am in the process of partnering with a fitness trainer as well to offer the fitness pieces because many people. Look to the fitness, but let me tell you. Yes. You can be in the gym as much as you want to be in the gym, but until you get your diet right. Diet is 80% of the problem or the challenge. When you change that, you can change your physique. I digress. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She tried to go into another episode, (laughs) y'all. So that's what you can find. That's where you can find me, Simplified Wellness, um, online. One on one coaching, group coaching, as well as meals made simple, which is the meal plan service that we have, and so. we will we will have it listed in our show notes so you can click on the link and go straight to where I'm going to say Dr. Joseph, but but Naya Joseph, fun, Naya Joseph, functional nutrition coach, functional nutrition coach, and y'all, she does an awesome job with her coaching, but she says it is limited. <laughs> now, I'm just saying, you know, if you feel like that's something you need, I think there's a waiting in but I, I think she's worth the wait. I think she's worth the wait. So thank you again for, uh, for coming on and, and blessing our listeners with all this good information. And I know that it's going to make a difference, but definitely your, your information has impacted me. Well, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. And I look forward to uh, our growth and uh, building a healthy community together, making an impact in the community together. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is so. It is so. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you all for listening. Again, go ahead and rate this episode. And I'm telling you all, you need to share this with somebody. I know. I know somebody needs to hear. Uh, what what Naya Joseph shared with us today. So please don't keep it to yourself. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. My prayer is that something said on this podcast will get you started on a path to your optimal health and wellness. The information, including opinions and recommendations, discussed in this podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of a qualified and licensed physician or other health care provider. Although I'm a doctor, this does not replace the advice of your licensed physician or health care provider. So please, Seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional before making any changes to your healthcare regimen. And another thing, just by listening to this podcast, doesn't make me your doctor. However, if you want to stay connected, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V, and go to my website at officevisitswithdrv.com. That's officevisitswithdrv.com. Let's follow up next time. Blessings.